Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. And so I want you to notice every time you're operating under that pattern and you think that you got to do to get God to do, or you think God is now upset with you because you missed it, that's the pattern of the law. That will always produce sin consciousness. Now, what we got to understand is that God, listen to this, guys, God does not deal with us based on our performance under grace. God does not deal with us based on our performance. God deals with us based on the perfect performance of Jesus on our behalf. You see? And so, we looked at this a few weeks ago. God is not charging any sin to your account, you see, because he's already charged all of your sin to the body of Jesus. And so when you miss it, when you mess up, it doesn't change God's attitude towards you, friend. It doesn't change how God is going to deal with you. Now, he's not going to condone sin, is he? And, and he's going he's to try to get you to, 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 to move off of that sin, but it's not like he's punishing you. You got to see the difference. You see, we got to understand the difference between just natural consequences for making bad choices and, and how God is dealing with us. In other words, you see, sin is, is, is not a good thing, guys. It, 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 sin messes up relationships. Sin messes up all kinds of stuff. And so sin will always have negative consequences. But you see, let's not confuse these negative consequences that come as a result of sin with how God is dealing with us. I'll give you an example. There's a guy who, uh, a guy who commits adultery, uh, you know, you're, you're cheating on your wife and, and oops, you get caught, you know, now he gets caught. Now what happens is, is because he got caught, you know, wife is, is upset with him. So the wife kicks him out. He just lost his, his home. Is he, now he's got to stay in a hotel. Well, unfortunately, the, 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 the husband of the woman he was sleeping with finds out about what happened. He tracks the guy down. He finds him, they get into an argument, they get into a fight. Now he gets beat up. Now the popo comes, popo picks them up, popo takes him, puts him into prison, and now he sits in a prison cell. And so he's lost his wife, he's lost his home, he's, 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 he got beat up, he's in prison. Now watch this, guys. Uh, Monday morning comes around, he's in prison, he can't go to work. Well, unfortunately, at work he was late a few times, he's on his final notice, and so his employer says, well, he said, if you'll be late one more time, you're gonna be out of, you're gonna lose your job. Well, he didn't show up. Monday morning, he couldn't call, you know, he already used his phone call to talk with his lawyer, and so he just didn't show up for work, uh, no show, and so he lost his job, okay, and so he lost his wife, he lost his home, he got beat up, he's in prison, he lost his job, and now someone says, ooh, well, God surely is punishing this man, this man is under God's judgment, that's why all these bad things happen, <laughs> guys, I hope you're following me here, you see, um, the stuff that happened to that guy, 
God was not responsible for that. That was just the consequences of him having made a bad choice, of him having done something he wasn't supposed to do. You see, sin has consequences, guys. Sin is not okay, okay? But you see, God is not punishing him. You see, God loved him. You see, if, if a guy commits adultery and gets caught, well, God is still going to love you. <laughs> Your wife is not going to love you probably anymore, but, but God's still going to love you. Is he, you may even go and see Jesus a little bit sooner because you, your wife might kill you, you know. Uh, but, but he's going to love you when you go and see him after your wife killed you, you see. But you see, what I want you to understand is sin has consequences. But sin does not change how God deals with you. And so God loves that guy when he's sitting in prison as a result of his bad choices. God loves the guy when he loses his job as a result of bad choices. But you see, here's what religion has done. And this is where sin consciousness comes from. Religion has said, well, God is angry with you. Religion has said, well, God is letting all these things happen now because he's angry with you. Well, guys, I'm here to say this morning that we got to stop blaming God for stuff that God is not responsible for, is he? We got to stop blaming God for just bad consequences or, or consequences that happen as a result of bad choices. You see, if I take a wet fork and I stick that wet fork into a power outlet, I'm going to get electrocuted. But now, watch this. Am I getting electrocuted because God is punishing me for sticking a fork into the power outlet? Or was it just a consequence of having done something I probably shouldn't have done? You, you guys catching me? And so, understand the difference between consequences and how God is dealing with you. God has decided to deal with you in his love, in his grace, in his mercy. Nothing that you do will ever be able to change that. God is not dealing with you based on your performance. He is dealing with you based on the perfect performance of Jesus. You got to understand that because when you find yourself in a ditch, man, when you find yourself in a place where, man, everything's just uh, collapsing around you and you know it's because you made a mistake, you know it's because you made some bad choices, you see, you got to understand that when you're in the deepest ditch, God's not the one condemning you. No, God is going to be the one who's going to help you out of that ditch, you see. You've got to be able to come to him with unshakable confidence, or even when you miss it, you say, Lord, that was a really bad choice. I shouldn't have done that. But you still come to him with unshakable confidence. And you know he's Abba Father. You know he's got you covered. You know he's the one that you can depend upon. Amen? If you understand that, say amen. Glory to God. It goes back to having the correct impression of God and guys it comes down to right believing. In fact, I want you to consider this. I want you to consider that this new covenant of grace is a covenant of right believing. It is not a covenant that requires you to do. Religion has made it all about, you got to do this, you got to do that. And, and it's never enough. You know, you fasted for a week. Well, that wasn't enough. You got to fast for two weeks. You see? <laughs> well, I prayed for an hour. Oh, that's not enough. You know, you want God to move. You got to pray for two hours, man. Uh, you know what? Pray for pray for five hours. You see, you guys, I, I know what that's like. Because that used to be me. You see, I used to be someone who uh, who thought I had to do all these things, man. And I mean, there were times where I would pray for like three hours a day, four 
think the most I ever did was like five hours. Uh, and here's the thing, I thought I needed to do that to, 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 to just really walk with God, you see, to really be able to be anointed. You see, I was trying to be anointed. Uh, and so I thought I had to do all these things. But you see, the thing is this, guys, if you are operating under that pattern, it's never enough. Yeah, you prayed for several hours today, but man, you could have prayed for some more hours. You know, you read your Bible for three hours, but why didn't you do four? You see, you, you could have gotten up an hour earlier and, and, pray, and, and prayed some more, read the Bible some more. You see, it's never enough. That's what performance does. And so what I want you to consider, this covenant of grace is not about your doing. This covenant of grace is about right believing. You see, the old covenant required us to do before God could do. The new covenant requires us to believe right. And right believing, guys, is believe on Jesus. The new covenant requires us to believe on Jesus, glory to God, and receive who he has already made us to be. Now, watch this. Actions are still involved. and I'm not saying we're not going to do anything anymore. But I want you to understand, I want you to understand that your actions in this new covenant flow out of your right believing. I'm not doing to try to get God to do, no. My actions flow out of my belief, out of my faith in what Jesus has already done. And guys, I want you to understand this as well. I want you to understand that your actions, your behavior, does not determine your identity, but that your identity determines your behavior. And what is your identity? Your identity is, is really just how you think about yourself, you see. It's how you see yourself. Your identity is, is constructed of your dominant thoughts about yourself. It's, it's almost like a story that you tell yourself about yourself. And so, and so when, when your identity is correct, meaning you believe right about yourself, about who you are in Christ, well now everything else will flow out of that. You see, right believing, guys, delivers us from sin consciousness. Wrong believing keeps us stuck in sin consciousness. I'm going to show you that really Jesus has already delivered you from sin consciousness. We're not trying to get free from sin consciousness. We just got to begin to believe right. We got to be begin to release our faith, glory to God, in the perfect sacrifice that Jesus has made for us by shedding his blood on that cross. It's about right believing. Everybody say that. Say that out loud. Say, it's about right believing. Say it again. Say, this is a covenant of right believing. Say, the most important thing for me to do is to believe right. Sometimes people think it doesn't really matter what you believe, man. Nothing could be further from the truth. Right believing is everything. Look at this here. Look at John chapter 6. I'll be reading this to you in the New Living Translation. I want to show you John chapter 6, verses 28 through 29 in the New Living Translation. I love it. Look what they, what they said here. Verse 28 says, They replied, We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? <laughs> what should we do to perform the works of God? Look at verse 29. Verse 29 says, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. 
believe in the one he has sent. Child of God, this is the only work God wants from you. He wants you to believe in the one he sent you. <laughs> he wants you to believe in Jesus. Now, you believing in Jesus is you believe he died for you on the cross. You believe he rose again on the third day. But watch this. You believe that he did it because he loves you. And watch this as well. You believe that because of what he's done, all of your sins, past, present, and future, are paid for. You now are right with the Father as a result of what Jesus has done. That is you believing in the one whom he has sent. And so now it's no longer about, oh, I gotta, I gotta make sure I don't sin today, or man, I missed it. Now I gotta do these 10 good things to make sure I'm okay with God again. No, 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 no. That's all the pattern of the Old Testament. We're gonna get to that and I'll show you. I really want you to start to notice, guys. I want you to notice patterns. I want you to start picking up on patterns and I want you to be able to see, oh, this is the pattern of the old and this is the pattern of the new. You see, you're not under the old, you're under the new. Glory to God. Is everybody with me? If you understand that, say amen. And so let's look at a few more things here. Let's look at uh, some, some things here in uh, Romans chapter 10. You can turn to Romans chapter 10, but I want to read this to you from the Message Bible today, which is going to be a little different, but I saw this the other day. I saw this the other day, man, and I just thought, wow, this is awesome. I got to use this. This is just absolutely amazing. The way he puts it in the message, I think is really going to bless you. And uh, we'll, we'll delve a little bit further into this. Now, what I want us to really begin to see, again, it's about right believing. It's about right believing. You see, the Bible says that the law was not a faith. You see, you performing under the law doesn't require you to have any faith. But you see, faith is all about, I believe what God says even before I can see it, before I can experience it, before I feel it in my emotions. I purpose in my heart that I'm going to believe God. And look at what he says here. Romans chapter 10 I'm going to start reading in verse 5. This is the Message Bible. And just listen to this, guys. Uh, this really blessed me when I saw this. I think it's going to bless you as well. Uh, listen to this. He says in verse 5, he says, Moses wrote that anyone who insists on using the law code to live right before God soon discovers it's not so easy. <laughs> Glory to God. It's not so easy to live under that law. He says, every detail of life regulated by fine print. <laughs> you see, this law, guys, had regulations and, and, and instructions for, for everything. I, the other day, I looked up online, I saw a website, it was a Jewish website, where they had listed the entire law. Like, they actually listed, listed all of the 613 commandments, along with where in the Bible they're mentioned. And man, who can live like that? You know, I mean, there's a regulation for everything. There's dietary requirements. There's all kinds of stuff. It's not so easy, guys. And again, I want you to notice the pattern. You trying to perform to be right with God is not so easy, is he? Because God is perfect. And, and so you being okay with him through your performance would require you to perform perfectly. You're never going to be able to do that, though, you see. Because it's not so easy. Look at verse 6. Verse 6 says, 
but trusting God to shape the right living in us. I love that, guys. Trusting God to shape the right living in us. You see, in this new covenant, it's no longer about your performance. It's about glory to God, the Holy Ghost working on the inside of us. You see, God wants to shape some things on the inside of you. God wants, wants to rearrange the furniture in your heart so that your desires begin to change. Your desires begin to be in accordance with who He has created you to be. And so He says, trusting God to shape the right living in us is a different story. He says, no precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah. <laughs> Verse 7, no dangerous descent into hell to rescue the Messiah. <laughs> Verse 8, so what exactly was Moses saying? Listen to this now, guys. The word that saves is right here, as near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It's the word of faith. Glory to God. It's, it's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and to set things right for us. You see, that is the word of faith. That is you believing in your heart, you confessing it with your mouth. That's what welcomes God, which, which really enables God now to go to work on your behalf. You see, the very moment you believe on Jesus when you got saved, well, he, got, he went to work. He, he transformed your, you spiritually. In other words, you got a brand new creation on the inside of you. Now, the Bible says in the book of Colossians, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And so it's not just salvation where this, is, where this principle applies. This applies in every area of your life. Believe in the heart, speak it with the mouth. That's the, the pattern, guys, that we live under. You see, that's grace, that's faith. I want you to understand grace and faith always go together. Because faith is how you lay hold of what grace has made available. You guys following me? Grace has made your righteousness available. How did you lay hold of your righteousness? By faith. You said, Lord, I believe. Grace has made healing available. How do you receive healing? By faith. You say, Lord, I believe with your stripes I was healed. You see, it applies to every area of your life. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, this is the core of our preaching. <laughs> Guys, I want you to know here at Grace World Church, this is the core of our preaching. Glory to God. We are always going to be preaching to you about the finished works of Jesus Christ. You come to this church, you tune into this ministry online, you're always going to hear about who you are in Him. You're always going to hear about what Jesus has already finished for you. This is the core of our preaching. He says here, say the welcoming word to God, Jesus is my master, embracing body and soul. Watch this now. God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. In other words, the Bible says that, that, that we, we were that everything, Romans 6 talks about that everything that's true about Jesus has become true about you. In other words, when Jesus went to the cross, I want you to understand your old self died with him, spiritually speaking. Who you used to be before you got saved, the sinner, the old man, died with Jesus. And when Jesus was raised out of the grave, I want you to understand, he, in a sense, brought you with him, man. I want you to understand that who you are on the inside is the new creation, and the new creation came alive when Jesus got born again. 
you guys tracking with me here <laughs> this is a spiritual thing we're talking about here and so and so you got to really uh, let the Holy Ghost make this real to you you got to understand spiritually that everything that is true about Jesus has become true about you spiritually and so you say, well, I just got a bad temper. No, you see, the truth is, you used to have a bad temper, then you got born again, you got into Christ. Now the part of you that had the bad temper died with Jesus, you're a brand new creation. We say, Alex, I still struggle with a bad temper. Well, here's the thing, you're a new creation, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and yeah, maybe you still struggle with that temper, but remember, it's about right believing. It's about you believing who you are in Christ. It's about you believing what he has deposited on the inside of you. And the moment you begin to believe right, you understand that he's deposited his love on the inside of you. You understand uh, who he has made you to be he is righteous. Who he has made you to be is someone who has the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of them. You see, the more time you spend focusing on that, the more time you spend believing right, the more time you spend beholding Jesus in his word, what happens is one day, Man, you come to find, man, that bad temper you used to have, it's, it's, it's like, it's not there anymore. <laughs> you got delivered from your bad temper. Why? Because you were believing right. Because you were receiving what Jesus has done for you. That's how you got delivered from your bad temper. You see? So nothing is more important than right believing. Look what he says here, continuing in verse 9. He says, that's it. He says, you're not doing, quote, anything. You're, you're not, quote, doing anything. You're simply calling out to God, trusting him to do it for you. That's salvation, he says. That is salvation. You see, there's no such thing as a works-based salvation, guys. There, there's there's no, such a, no such thing as, as a person... Who, who, who does, and, and, and because you do, you got God to do. You see, that's not how this thing works. No, salvation is all about you trusting God. It's, it's all about you believing God. And then you start seeing things take place in your life. And now, when I talk here about salvation, guys, we're not only talking about getting born again. I want you to understand that salvation comes from the Greek word zozo, and salvation really means healing deliverance. It means your needs being supplied. It means you walking in a sense of safety and security. All of that is part of salvation. All of that you receive in the same way that you got born again. You believe in your heart. Jesus is sufficient for me. I'm righteous because I'm in, in him. Thank you, Lord. Oh, makush braki makatakeshko makatakaya. You believe what the Word of God says about you in Christ. You speak it. That's how you release your faith. And then stuff begins to change in your life. You see, it's very different from you thinking you got to do like 10 goody-goody things and then God is going to do this thing for you. It's very different, you know, a guy trying to be delivered from, from his bad temper. It's, it's, it's a very different approach when someone struggles and works hard and you think, well, I, 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 I ought to be delivered from this. I got to work hard to get free from this, from this sin, you know. That's very different if you do that rather than, I believe Jesus has already done it. Oh man, let me just see who I am in Christ. Let me just understand who Jesus has made me to be. You see, it's a very different approach. So one of them is the old, the pattern of the old, because that's how it worked under the law. 
The other one is, is the pattern of grace. Is it? Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.